bitch and I boss, I'ma shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss, I'ma shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss, I'ma shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss, I'ma shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss, I'ma shine like glass. Boss bitch from the one and only Doja Cat from the Birds of Prey soundtrack. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Brady Tanner. <laughs> Film Lords, Jen and Andre joining me as they do every Monday at 10.10 to talk all things movies. Now, we're not looking at Birds of Prey today, are we? No, we're not, but we are looking at Like a Boss. The close second to <laughs> Birds of Prey. No, we love Birds of Prey. We are team Birds of Prey. Text in if you want to fight because we love to fight people who don't like Birds of Prey. Well, actually, don't text in that. Text mm. in this. We want to know what do you prefer, indoor cinema viewings or outdoor cinema viewings? Because it is the season for getting out, getting on the beanbag, and that fresh air in your face or smoke air, whatever, while you watch a movie. There's outdoor cinemas going everywhere. Moonlight cinema, open air. Bunch of banks owning cinemas. Bunch of banks oh, that right. own Newtown, Newtown, cashless Ch- cinemas. Church in Newtown. We the Church in Newtown actually has the one in the cemetery. Graveyard. They were showing the birds. Has, yeah, oh. that was a good one. That was a good one. Was that owned by a bank? I actually don't think it was. Okay. So if you can let us know of any backyard cinemas that we should know about and we can talk about on air, we'd love to support a bankless outdoor cinema. Yeah, but also just what are your thoughts on outdoor cinemas versus indoor? Do you prefer not having the threat of ants getting on you or do you like being outside when you're watching a movie? I saw The Lighthouse at Open Air and it was very Whoa. cool because you had the water because it's set at a lighthouse, but you also had the water around the screen going, and it's a very, very, very quiet, sparse, moody film. But then party boats would come by, like karaoke <laughs> yeah. songs right. in the background. So we went to this at uh, at a remote island off Tasmania by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Brady was on a lone screening of the lighthouse. <laughs> no, it was at open air, sponsored by one of the big four. Oh right, right. Yeah, whereabouts like, is that? Whereabouts? It's at Ms. McQuarrie's chair. Oh, see, so we went to Centennial Park. Park with the bats to see like a boss, yeah, which I, was very quiet. I've been there before, and they have the volume right down. They like, do, they oh. do. Especially on the music, though, the vocals were up, but the music was like almost like you couldn't hear it. It's I thought cute. I had. You're watching the film, and then a piece of trash just like flies past you. It's cute. Text in. What do you think about outdoor cinemas versus indoor cinemas? Don't forget to include your name and what you think. Oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. Hey, we have a giveaway coming up, a double pass for a Sydney screening of Hot Mess in Sydney Spotlight and in two reviews. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone, you will never in a trillion years experience the film. You'll think you have experienced it, but you'll be cheated. It's such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your telephone. Get real. <laughs> David Lynch has a new <laughs> short you. film out and uh, I don't think he wants you to view it on your iPhone. If you watch Too a David late. Lynch film, never in a million years will you have actually had an acid trip. <laughs> you <laughs> think you've had an immersive experience, but you fucking haven't. Let's get into it. Movie news. 
Okay, so before we get to two reviews, we like to recap what happened this week in movie news. So what's been happening? Well, Sundance has begun, Weinstein's on trial and cringe. Another Tim Winton film has been greenlit by Screen Australia. But we do have a little bit of good news from our role models who are all back in force. Andre, can you talk a little bit about our role models and what this means to you this week? So uh, one of the most fabulous reboots that got turned into a musical from a movie is now being turned back into a movie as a musical. It's Mean Girls, (laughs) which was a 2004 comedy, Lindsay Lohan, turned into a musical by the creator Tina Fey, and now they're bringing it back as a movie musical, (laughs) which is an interesting move considering the popularity of music movies, music documentaries that are like plaguing the cinemas at the moment, and it'd be nice to see how they play it out, which is because it's a comedy and a fully filthy comedy as a musical. Yeah, I love how it usually goes book play, movie. It definitely was a book first. It was oh, a book first. Was a book so first. now it's a book, so movie, movie, play... Musical, mo- musical movie. Yeah, exactly. And it was a non-fiction book, even more interesting. It, it was book, movie, bad sequel, musical, back to movie, Wait, as musical. There was a sequel. Are they going to use any of the original music? We'll have to ask David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us what's happening with uh, HBO's acclaimed Euphoria. So HBO's acclaimed Euphoria, which everyone knows stars Zendaya, um, was an amazing sort of post-skins, post-assassination na- nation, which never got released in this country. And present-day present cool thing. Yeah. Um, has done a call-out for actors, and Azalea Banks has answered. The rapper sent in her audition tape, and if landed, her role would follow up from her starting stint in um, Riz's 2015 film Love Beats Rhymes, which I didn't see yet. I didn't see either, and uh, something about this doesn't feel as exciting as Azalea just kind of sticking to music. Is that just me, Jen, or am I being very, very small-minded? I don't know. Like, I just see her playing herself. Like, she's going to come into Euphoria, be Azalea Banks for an episode, all the cast is going to meet. I don't know. Yeah. What is she going to do? Interesting that we're talking about this because uh, famously David Lynch uh, is a huge fan of Sky Ferreira and cast her in the Twin Peaks remake. So that is also a singer in a TV show. Yeah, maybe that- they'll give her a lot of scabs. Scabs? <laughs> yeah, that's what they gave to Sky Ferreira. Her, whole, her one character plot was that she had scabs. <laughs> We're going to be reviewing that David Lynch short film, What Did Jack Do, up next in two reviews. Plus, you'll hear the film lords review Like a Boss. This is TK Meitzer. I don't care if you be dead. Movies, movies, movies on FBI 94.5. Two reviews up if next. I'm going to put something on the floor. I put it there. But just like... Don't you touch my stuff cause you can't mess up with my confidence Don't you cross my path or you gon' suffer from the consequence Ooh, you try too much but you don't come up with the documents I left your message on red, I don't care if you be dead Don't you touch my stuff cause you can't mess up with my confidence Don't you cross my path or you gon' suffer from the consequence Ooh, you try too much but you don't come up with the documents I left your message on red, I don't care if you be dead Ghostman Casper, you know Trying to go to Mars like Bruno. Knock a bitch up like Juno. Knock a bitch out like Judo. I'm a realist man with a culo. Any mini, I don't want you doodle. Claiming cars ride like a duo. Double low coming like Google. Boom, boom, fight night, fight night, fight night. I be getting checks like Nike. Try to wanna just like mine. No, you can't touch my mic. Always on 10, never pretend. Molly on hand and 20 pants. Put by your Glock, I ride a nod. Took all my shots, aim for your head. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know. <laughs> don't you touch my stuff, cause you can't mess up with my confidence. Don't you cross my path, or you gon' suffer from the consequence. Ooh, you try too much, but you don't come up with the documents. I left your message on red. I don't care if you be dead. 
touch my stuff Cause you can't mess up with my confidence Don't you cross my path Or you gon' suffer from the consequence Oh, you try too much But you don't come up with the documents I left your message unread I don't care if you be dead Nigga want me done, but I'm not even close I'm just getting started Tell me cause he burn got two knives up my socks Fuzzy edges cutting Tap it in the blood now for two black and white Kibble and his cousin on that pussy wagon Got that gasoline like I'm Ryan Suck on the block, hit a hit man with a killer brim shot Did a quick scan till I get a fist hot Bitch you ain't a 10, you'll feel a big dot But it's with flop, grid lock, grid lock Bitch you been hot, watch your hands, you're finna get pop Full of fence, my index built up like my privacy unlocked Amazing. Don't you touch my stuff cause you can't mess up with my confidence Don't you cross my path or you gon' suffer from the consequence yeah, yeah. Oh you try too much but you don't come up with the documents On a serious note, sometimes you stuck like a pin in my throat. Honestly, comes when I gather my thoughts. I just see if you will GTFO. But don't touch my shit, you be dipping my sauce. Dipping my feelings, I need to let go. Leave me be, I don't be leaving no choice. Screaming so loud that I'm losing my voice. DK Mizer, IDC, if you be dead, you're on FBI 94.5. Brady with you on mornings. One. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Film Lord Onge, you'll be going first for two reviews here on Movies, Movies, Movies having a look at David Lynch's new short film, What Did Jack Do? That's right. Hit it. David Lynch, famous for (laughs) Twin Peaks and other trippy movies like (laughs) Mulholland Drive, now putting out a short film. Yeah, I momentarily forgot the entire film after listening to that clip. David Lynch has that effect on you, I think. But basically, what's happened is that What Did Jack Do? is a short film that was made in 2016 by David Lynch themselves, and it was his 74th birthday. I know what we're thinking, when will death come? So he released it on, of all platforms, Netflix, which is strange because he was just dissing watching movies on your phone. So, we did watch this streamed on a computer, so we were doing it to a la David, and there is like a level of integrity that feels quite nice to watch this because you're watching someone who literally only does what he wants to do, and then when you kind of grow past that, you kind of think to yourself, wait a second, why is David still allowed to like dress up a monkey and have it just chirp around and then chase a chicken? I don't know, there's an animal rights situation in there that kind of like tickles me the wrong way. But I guess I also said after I watched this, this film does more good than it does harm. And I think that's a a positive thing to think about after you come out of a David Lynch film as someone who is famous for just beating up women in previous films. End of take. How long is this short film? 16 minutes. It's not a long film and it's definitely not a dull one. I guess it's just kind of... My my one is with this is that... 74 years, you know? So many countless masterpieces. You expect him to really, like, push, push and transgress. And you can tell when a grandpa decides to slow down and not push the boundaries. 
And then when it gets to that point, you're left with the kind of like remnants of uh, his youthful ideas, and that's kind of what this feels like. And Pami's kind of like, David, I'm sorry, but put the thumb back in your ass and get back to work and work a bit harder. What did Jack do? Did you say it came out in 2016? Well, it was made in 2016, sorry. Right. And, and it's it was just come out just now. Just come out to mark Netflix. his birthday, which was on the 20th of Jan, Aquarium. Aquarius cusp. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, your thoughts on What Did Jack Do by David Lynch? I just don't understand why he put a fake film crackle filter over this whole thing. Oh, and that too it's as well. It's really distracting. It's distracting and I also it irks me to death that there are these old septuagenarian filmmakers who are like, oh, mobile phones! And it's like, you got to catch up. I'm so sorry. you got to get with it. I know. Yeah, I also you loved, just put a filter over your whole 100%. movie. 100%. I would have loved to see him actually work with Snapchat filters. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> really. And for someone who, like, challenged us so hard throughout the 70s, 80s and 90s with his films, I'm sure he can, like, catch up with the zeitgeist and start watching stuff on iPhones. Okay, on Movies, 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 that was re- the reviews of What Did Jack Do by David Lynch. Film Lords, Jen and Andre, what would you give it in a word? Film filter. <sighs> catch up, catch up, catch up. <laughs> okay, Jen, you're going to take a, uh, a crack at the film Like a Boss. I am going to invest $1.7 million on you. We would love a million dollars. But in my experience, business and friendship don't always mix. You don't have to worry your pretty little head. My head is not little. It's just that my breasts are humongous. It looks like the kind of movie that uh, the cinema would advertise, like Girls' Night Out. Yeah. That's exactly what Come this kind of movie is. Come get a free glass of champagne on arrival. The main audience for this film are Girls' Night Out, Free Champagne on Arrival meets Petrol Station DVD Rack. <laughs> and that's why Straight it's, to Petrol Station DVD Rack. It's totally like asbestos to critic reviews. Critics are destroying this movie. But also this movie really does a lot of things that no other films are doing at the moment. It's speaking in a language that transcends the kind of like cultural clout that the Venice Film Festival offers Joker, but with the same amount of integrity. I mean, it's by this director, Miguel Arteta, who did Beatrice at Dinner, which was this, like, one carnal... No, where did it do well? It did well at festivals. Yeah. Which was this kind of very self-serious mumblecore film about class war in Trump America, where Summer Haig plays a maid. In this, she basically plays a proxy of Trump. And Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne are going to sell out their small business, fire Billy Porter, you know, ruin the life of Jennifer Coolidge, who's famously Stifler's mom. Okay, anything with J. Yeah, Cool in it, I'm yeah. watching. She's, and she gets all the lines. I mean, she carries all the comedy of this film, which actually under, underneath it is this, like, really complex story of, like, how friendships can be ruined under capitalism by Summer Hake, who was destroyed by Weinstein and, uh, you know, did Frida Kahlo and is now playing this, like, broad comedy shtick in Like a Boss, which is this really powerful movie that is also not very funny. Mm. <laughs> it's so weird and loaded, this movie, isn't it? There it's is, so loaded. There I mean, like, so much context and subtext. Summer so. Hague has, like, big red hair, and every time they pay her out, she's swinging, like, a golf club in her big office, basically just being Trump. That's her whole role in the movie. And Rose Byrne is, like, supposed to represent, like, anti-feminist white women who want to just sell out their small business to make money and don't really care about the cost. And Tiffany Haddish, the whole way through, is like, I'm a Bernie bro, what are you doing? Like, like, mm. a, stay in the store small business, even if we're going to go broke. I don't and care. And their small business is a makeup line. So I feel like there's also commentary on, you know, aesthetics and femininity. All and that, I like, Feel Pretty, starring Amy Schumer. It's so much like the opposite of so many films that are coming out. This movie is just all subtext and information and reality and truth-telling. And funded by WWE. And, and not that much, you know, 
narrative storytelling in a traditional way, whereas everything else is all storytelling and no information and no thinking. Okay, like a boss, what would you give it in a word? Jennifer Coolidge's butt plug. Oh, I love that joke when she... What's the joke again? She says, you're you're smaller than my butt plug. Oh, and then there's the one that's like, you're cold like a thermometer before it goes up someone's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I give this a JC. JC for Mm. for Jennifer Coolidge, I'm assuming. That was two reviews. Stick around. Coming up. We're talking about a movie. The Batuta Advocate gave it five stars and The Curb has called it one of the best films of 2019. Immediately clear that Lucy Coleman is one of the most exciting new voices in Australian cinema. You're going to meet the director and star of Hot Mess, a mid-twenties coming-of-age tale about going about love, career and self-fulfilment all the wrong way in Sydney. And we're giving away a double pass as well here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Language warning on this one. Milan Ring, say to me. Say to me by Milan Ring. You're on FBI 94.5. Movies, movies, movies on mornings. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. And right now, joining Film Lords Jen, Andre and myself, we have the director of Hot Mess, Lucy Coleman. And the star, Sarah Gore. Thank you so much for coming in to Mornings. Thank you. Hi. Thanks, thanks for, having, for us. having us. Now, we're talking about your long-awaited film, Hot Mess. It's a comedy about being in a hot mess, uh, living in Sydney, <laughs> trying to get your shit together, being creative and wondering if you'll ever get a real job or make any money. Tell us about the where the, like what story stories you wanted to get into this film and, and where the ideas came from. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote the film when I'd finished Afters um, a good couple of years ago now and I think that it was sort of towards the end of my postgrad and this, the film is super semi-autobiographical and I think just I like to dive into humiliating aspects of life. That's what I like to draw from the most. And yeah, I think just shit went down and life got messy and I was like, all right, this is where I'm going to start from. I love the idea of like a super, super semi-autobiography. I know, it's like <laughs> people who still stand. It's <laughs> so, super semi. Super semi. <laughs> super half. Yeah. Well, after every um, like event we've had so far, people are always just like, so how much of it is real? And we're like super semi, super semi. Super semi, super semi. Super semi Monday. Uh, so. Sarah, you're so relatable in this film and like so funny. Thank you. I, did this character ring true to you? Because you seem to really embody this kind of like, oh God, awkward, like hot mess, um, you know, don't know what to do with my hands at a party sort of <laughs> That was that was just me. <laughs> um, no, no, because uh, you know, as a creative myself, I completely relate to everything that the character kind of goes through. Um, uh, you know, having a having a crisis of you know how hard it is to be in the creative industry, but you have to keep going because you know it's your passion. Completely relate to that, and also like I've definitely been like that guy at parties. That's kind of just like you know in the kitchen trying to talk to people. Let's take a listen to a grab from the movie. Who's your last guy? Well, do you remember barbecue chicken guy? That was a year ago. Was it? I read an article that said that a lot of people have a celibate year in their early 20s. It's a very healthy thing to do. 
a celibate year in their early 20s. Jen Onge, do you know that pain? Oh, absolutely. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> do I? Don't. I've only dated you in my 20s. <laughs> um, I'm such a nightmare. Um, that's basically celibacy. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask, making this film hot mess about being in your early 20s, uh, did you manifest your way out of it? How are you guys going two years later now? I think, I mean, I think we kind of have a bit. I think it's so funny because when we go to screenings now, we um, we watch the movie and just cringe so hard at those kind of versions of ourselves that we were back then. Absolutely. Like, um, we can watch it with some distance now because it's, like, kind of then and then now, whereas yeah. I think right sort of when it when we first saw, saw it, we were still kind of in that place. Well, Does that yeah. mean if you were to do a follow-up film, it wouldn't be as interesting? It's Hot Mess 2 Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh, I watched that. Tokyo Drift is one that. of the better Fast and Furious. Loz gets a car. It's... <laughs> <laughs> We're joined by Lucy Coleman, the director of Hot Mess and the star Sarah Gall. This is having a three-part screening. Newcastle, Melbourne and Sydney are all getting treated to uh, a showing and also a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So let's read out some of the dates. Other than Melbourne, you'll be at Event Cinemas in George Street on Tuesday the 11th of February, then heading up to Event Katara in Newey on the 13th of February. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, a bit of a Q&A before the film. Uh, Q&A after. Afterwards, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, Right now, if you are a uh, supporter of FBI Radio, we want to give you a double pass to the Sydney screening happening on the 11th of February. All you have to do is get your supporter details at the ready and give us a call on 833-22999. That's 833-22999. And you could be winning a double pass to Hot Mess. Thanks so much for joining us here on Movies, Movies, Movies today. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to uh, catching that one on Thursday. We're going to put all the details up on our website as well, fbiradio.com. Thanks, Jen and Andre, for joining us for Movies, Movies, Movies. Thank you so much for having us. Yay, thanks, guys. This is Trina Bicemino, Language Warning. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.